Greetings, salute and welcome, lady beings, gentle wanders and other creatures of the night. This is the Truth or Death podcast created by Lola Hamilton and Ebel, your hosts to diversify your life. It's time for insights on the creative arts scene, hacks and tools for healthier living and hearing stories from voices around the world to share their truth stories. Are you ready to dare your truth? A new episode of the Truth or Death podcast starts now. Hello and welcome back to a new episode from my teenage room and my mum's house. This is Lola from the TOD podcast. I am your host and I'm taking you on a journey of reflection to Melancholy Vision, which was the reschedule of Revolution Boo, basically. And just a few impulses on what happened and how the whole concept came together and why the hell would I have done another revision of the first book instead of writing the second? Well, 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 my darlings, this had all to do with the fact that I was changing publishers. And Revolution Book came out during ooh, a very interesting uh, mental health time again, I would say so. Let me have a look. Last year, yeah. Ah, last year. Hmm. It was a product of the pandemic, indeed. Um, very interesting process again. Uh, first and foremost, during that process in time, I was applying to dozens of publishers and dozens of agents. And at some point, I stopped taking things personally and just came to the conclusion of that rejection is just part of the creative process you know uh, any actor writer whoever it is will tell you the same i believe so um where everyone gets loads of rejections um i would say so that there are rejections where it's like okay you know what whatever and then sometimes you get emails back where it's like okay but either you haven't even read my email or you're just telling that yourself um not to spill some tea but um it's very interesting what you sometimes get back and how it differs from publisher to publisher however though what i've learned on the process and road is that i sometimes feel like there are people in charge that stand in the way of change and stand in the way of ideas that we haven't seen yet and I know this is such a huge scale on discussion considering how we have so much diversity how much how much how much voices and this is sometimes just my experience and I do believe that it's not because people don't uh, it's hard to say sometimes like you have you have the kind of side that is just like no we've always done it this way this is how it has to be done and then you have people who are like no this is really good this has potential and needs to push further i'm just wondering sometimes when things like queen's gambit take 30 years and then people say because no one wants to see something about chess 
that's the thing where I'm like, any story can be great as long as the characters and the foundation is compelling and makes us watch fall and go and love further for characters. And Queen's Gambit is a great example of that. Um, obviously, there's a letter of creation when it comes to the process and how we have to go that way and where we have to go that way. I'm in the pile again of creation, of lots of stuff happening in the background, which I'm excited to share sooner rather than later. But Melancholy Vision was a product of a time where obviously the world stopped and I was not in a good mental place um, for various reasons, which again, I won't go into detail because it's not that I don't feel like sharing sometimes these deep insights. It's just that sometimes I'm wondering how I made it <laughs> um, in the first place. Uh, and as you can see, this episode is not scripted. It's very right out of my mind. And sometimes it can get quite lonely in there. But I guess magic is always something that brings me back to the surface. And it's just the significant, significant red string that keeps me going. And is, mm, at the end of the day, my path, I guess. Um, I know we are so busy in the Western world with being of service and what do I do? Who am I? And I think we should all need to remind ourselves that the basic premise starts with existing, existing in this world and just taking it all in and that sometimes we just need to breathe. And we still live in structures and economies and all that kind of stuff where obviously we are so trying to, you know, work and function as machines. There's so much still, still, still more stuff where we have to advocate for mental health matters, where we have to advocate physical differences, where old concepts such as the 40 hours system on working on high drive performances needs to change and needs to be adapted. So, yeah, it's... um interesting we're definitely in a decade of sustainable change i believe i am a strong believer of sustainable change for sure and i think it's important to remind ourselves that sustainable change comes not by one side only but is a various reflection of different backgrounds and impulses and privilege on money and education at the end of the day yeah on that note <laughs> let's go to <laughs> dive deeper into melancholy vision so melancholy vision was originally that concept where i wanted to go further with the revolution series and finally tell the story of killian and jagger and this concept is technically still a concept that I could bring into this world, but something doesn't doesn't sit right with me. Um, and it's the fact that when I wrote the first time these books, I had fallen in love with London. I still love London to an extent, 
and London will always be a huge part of my life and legacy and just a momentum of my time but the premise the essence everything in these two books that I had written is so much London where the true creation underneath what I feel right now as a writer and my voice is such a cultural clash and backgrounds just like my DNA and diversity that I want to see and bring in this world. We have raised so much more the bar with bringing more diverse voices in the room. I'm very passionate about LGBTQAI plus voices. IA plus voices. Excuse me, Gen Z, if I'm not correctly saying that out loud. And what I still see is that there is a pattern of voices being coming out stories, voices being, you know, the dark side of stories. And I think we need to raise the bar higher to bring stories into where being part of the LGBTQ is simply not the problem, but just a normality. I can't promise you that I'm going to get everything right and there will be voices out there that simply do not agree with me and that's okay. That's okay. But I'm going to write from my heart and I'm going to write and bring new voices and characters in that I do believe that we need to see, hear and feel books, screen, audio, whatever it is as part of a movement. And this is still something that I've believed in the first place, which is originally everything was called the Revolution series. Um, but the, the deeper essence to what I'm creating now is that I want to create my own complete world where so much of my history as well as so much more beyond is included in this world. And before that, and this is not something that I've done, there's a couple of authors out there that have done the same, where there's London and then there's another place inspired by London, or that there is magic inspired by London, or London but different. And I understand it. Oh my gosh, London is like everyone that has never been to London or just the magic of London like you go there and the first time you come there there is magic is just everywhere it's just everywhere and I think from my creative path the way I had to go in life London was the very basic essence to where I want to go in life now and it will always be such a big influence and part of my life and I will always come back to London one way or another and we will create there, we will share stories and, and meet people and, and all that kind of stuff but to grow outside of that is that the world that I'm creating now is just the way I see the world my worldview is that we all exist in this world but we often see the differences divided by labels that society on the outside give us and this is very deep philosophy and all that kind of stuff do like if if it's something that will rattle your inner belief system it's the thing for me that 
when we start thinking about our world, we always have to center ourselves first. Our world starts with where we live, where we are right now, and then with the closest people that we have, friends, family, and then more and more on the outside. However, for me, it's also the thing that we live in a world where we often see like, oh, they are so far away and there are so many labels that divide us and classes and stuff like that. And based on this whole way, the, the way I see the world, the concept, all that kind of stuff, I'm going to create a world that brings this worldview to life, but obviously in form of magic, as well as that love is not the problem. And you can love whoever you want to love. I would try to bring more queer voices to life, obviously. But not for the sake of, oh, I want to write queer or I want to bring this, like, character. Like, I will, for example, Killian is black. Or, in the future, hopefully, just simply not white cast it. I'm not writing a story about black struggle. Because I could never, and I will never, and I should never this is my stance but I do believe that it's important that we put certain characters in main positions where we haven't seen them before because for, and obviously this is also a bigger struggle of like I'm not a part of people that say color doesn't matter for me what matters as a writer and to show this is the layers of love and fear this is the premise of newborn kingdom this is the premise of what I'm going to show as a creator in life. And this is going to be so personal and exciting as well. But um, it's really important that we have um, more diversity and differences. And that going towards a future where we are tr we, where we should all try to be more inclusive. Like I'm not excluding myself from the process. No one should ever excuse themselves from the process. But there are people who like to stay ignorant and who like to who like to refuse change. And change is scary. And for example, I still don't like TikTok, but I do have TikTok. That's it. Like this is the principle of a and B were like, yeah, if you don't like it, then you shouldn't have it. But I do accept the fact and the understanding of the concept that we are going towards a younger generation that communicates with different mediums. And so I'm trying to include it in the process. Melancholy vision, therefore, cannot be continued because it's a process that I couldn't justify to because <laughs> this sounds so cliche I'm not that person anymore <laughs> but it's true it's true um, yeah this is a big one so some of the characters you're not going to meet again because what happened behind the scenes is also that I cleared out my archive I deleted a lot of old writings everything that you see as writing now is on my blog from old fan fictions to some insights to everything because I'm not just one thing only I'm not just one medium only 
I have so much more stories to tell, so much more stories to show. And I think it's really important that, for, or like my, one of my values is that I have creative expression and freedom in my own art. Not because I don't want to, but because it gives me the freedom to extend. And some people, most likely capitalist thinking people, will say, oh, she always planned it that way, you know, she wants to go her ways, she wants to get rich and successful. Hear me out first, I want to get rich for the world. I don't want to get rich to become the next influencer that goes to Dubai and stops caring about their roots. I don't want to have a billion or trillion of whatever it is that is going to come. I want to become rich so that I can give this money to organizations, people, places where my vision of pro-earth can continue. And there's so much more conversations and discussions that I need to have and will have over the years, but in connections to writing my books and in human design being a manifester. This is just who I am. This is who I always have been. People are always so bothered about finding a concept of understanding the way I work, the way my brain works and the vision behind it and stuff. But honestly, um, it's just me, just Lola. And um, I'm really excited to take you on board. As you can hear, there's so much process happening already. Um, so much. My gosh, I'm really excited to share more in person soon. It's going to be some exciting years. It's going to be like, I, I wish I could share more about where we're going with Newborn Kingdom right now, other than the name and where we are, where we are right now. But um, any spoiler <laughs> needs to stay with me so far and my team. Melancholy vision is still, though, the very beginning of what you can sympathize with. And, like, I guess if you're someone like me that likes to duck into the background and that wants to, you know, figure out more, this is the legacy. This is the beginning of everything. And, yeah. It, it, it's going to be a bumpy ride. It's going to be dark fantasy, monster creatures, big fan of horror here, big fan of... <laughs> so German, right? Like, Brothers Grimm and stuff. Uh, like, oh my gosh. I guess, after all, it's part of my DNA and what I grew up with. But beyond that, I'm going to take influences from so much more of the European cultures that transfer from my bloodline and ancestors and history and culture background so um yeah i'm just um really excited to get going again and i can't wait to take you on board and um just go there magic is everywhere whether you believe in it or not crosses lines of science it surrounds us and I hope wherever you are in the world right now, whatever you believe in, whoever you believe in, that you're blessed. <coughs> and on that note, I'm going to leave you with very wild, raw insight. And um, we hear each other next time on the TND podcast. <laughs>